Welcome to episode number seven of the How to Pair Beer with Everything podcast brought to you by NEPA Scene. Uh, this week, Rich is on vacation, a much deserved one, and Matt from Massive Beer Reviews joins us again, and George comes back from his vacation. So this is probably our most beer-centric podcast as the three of us really dive into some really wonderful beers that George brought back for us, and just a lot of all-around beer talk. So if you've been waiting for that, this is your podcast. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with us, just head on over to nepascene.com. That's N-E-P-A-S-C-E-N-E.com, and fire off an email, and Rich will let us know. Let's get the thing started. Hooray! Yay! That's the trade-off. Uh, I guess Rich heard you were coming back and said, fuck it. Hey, I mean, I would too if I knew I was coming back. From the dead? Or? Chicago, close. So let's, uh, let's talk about that first, since you are the, the beer traveler. Was there, was there a show called that? Well, there's the a beer hunter. Traveler. There's a beer hunter. That was Michael Jackson. Yeah. No, was, uh, the booze traveler? Blues traveler? There was... <laughs> I think <laughs> there was... Popper, that's yeah. Funny. There's a group on Twitter. I, I have to get their uh, name, but uh, it's uh, Bruce Travelers 365. Within one year, every single day, they were at a different brewery every single day for 365 days. They made arrangements with breweries they were going to be in the area. They actually stopped through uh, Northeast PA, too. Uh, to be independently wealthy. Yeah. That's like Batman shit. Like, Batman, instead of becoming the superhero, it's like, let's go to a brewery every day. Well, I... Or drown my sorrows. <laughs> Bye, mom and dad. Alcohol will forget you. <laughs> but I mean, like, I I don't get how they would actually do that. Like, I would love to just stop, visit the brewery. Not like I don't know if they just stopped in and they're like, "Hey, we're here. Cool. You have tanks and you have beer. Let me try one. Good. Check it in on Untapped and get out." Like, I don't know how they did it, but it can be done. But the problem is, I can't see it being pleasurable. It becomes a job at that point. And that's probably yeah. Because to yeah. have this, this task, this thing laid out yeah. in front of you, I have to do this, yeah. and then, and I'm at, because then what if you get to a place and it's like, there's nothing really there, or maybe it's not open on the day you thought it was, and all of a sudden I have this, you know, stress level, yeah. and like you don't really want to have. Do you actually put your, like, name on the old organ donor list for liver before that trip, or do you... Oh, I, I think that card's way the fuck out the window. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you're that dedicated, I, don't, I think that, that liver's already spoken for. Easily. The delicious, delicious devil. So, uh, you were out in Chicago. And I hated the traffic. In uh, Chicago? Uh, yeah. Um, to get out of Soldier Field, it took me three hours to go two miles. And granted, you were at a soccer yeah. game, which comes around once a year, so... Yeah, that is true. Uh, even getting from... Like, just traveling from... We, we stayed in... Uh, Merrillville, Indiana, and we drove up to Chicago, which was about 40 minutes away. It was a quick drive. But once you hit Chicago, when we were going, uh, like, we we passed uh, by Soldier Field, and then we went to the north part of Chicago, which is actually really nice. Like, I didn't hear a gunshot at all. 
It was awesome. And uh, <laughs> what's up? No, no, no. I windows were down and I was attentive. I I was making it back with this uh, beer, but uh, they had some really good bars out there. Obviously, the pizza's good. Um, obviously, I mean it's no DiGiorno's, but you know. Oh, easily, that's. I only went there in McDonald's. That was it. I mean, I want I want cuisine. I don't know. I just get the assumption. Everybody's like, oh, you got to go out there. You got to get the deep dish pizza. It's it's awesome. But well, if you're yeah, seriously, like if last year I went to, you know, the prison up in Wayne County, I could have saw Wesley Snipes. He was up there. Then he got out and he did Expendables 3. What? Then he got out and did Expendables 3. What was the best movie? I like, what was that? Area, was it Area 51? Play 51? Area 51? Oh, Passenger, Passenger 57. 57. There you go. Well, uh, that was my favorite Wesley What about Drop Zone? No. No, all well, Demolition Man and Adder Tide. Oh, Demolition yeah, Man is good. That was a movie that inspired me to embarrass myself when I was a child. Uh, I saw that when I was in 8th, 7th or 8th grade. Yeah. And uh, for some reason I thought, you know what? I'm going to bleach my hair. And, uh, <laughs> I had no experience oh, God. And, uh, yeah, it was this weird, uh, especially the color of this beer right now, it was this weird, uh, rusty trombone look. <laughs> really? You just went rusty trombone? Really? It looks like a sexual maneuver? <laughs> rusty came out of my mouth and I had to say trombone right after. But no, it, it just kind of came out this weird, it didn't work out too well. I quickly then learned, like, okay, I have to kind of look into what I'm doing before. And then I decided to go all in. I was like, that was when I started to have my hair blue and green. And it was the 90s, and I was a punk. Oh, I bleached my hair white. Like, white. Yeah, I made mean, that weird white. red scalp from the... No, like, I, I went... I, it was white as white could possibly be. See? I, like, burned my head. Yeah, that, that <laughs> red scalp from it. Cause it yeah, burned your and then you have to wash your hair with, like, purple shampoo yeah, so it takes yeah. out the brush. Yep. yep. See, in the 90s, I never, I never dyed my hair. I waited until after. Everybody had a chain wallet. I remember when I got my biker wallet, the one that was like, you put your bills in without unfolding them. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I'm just shitting out. <laughs> put everything in here. You know, for the $5 I probably had in my yeah. hand all the time. That's a stupid kid. I couldn't hold a job. What was the craziest color that you ever did your hair? Oh, God. I had brown hair and like a 
weak spot in the back of my head once I was younger. Yeah, I, I, used to, I never shaved my head. Uh, thank God I was born with an oddly shaped head and was never able to shave my head because I, I would not be able to pull that one off. No, I can't see that. No, I, Rich I, does it very well. I have a huge head. I have like a very, very large... I can't even pull off hats. I, like you know, I shouldn't be allowed near a playground when I'm wearing a hat. Do you see the size of his head? I uh I used to just do I was very mild with it like I would either do all black and uh I think the craziest I ever did and this is this really isn't crazy I guess because whatever I'm I'm very bland at times but it was blonde and with my wireframe glasses I did look like a German scientist it was Dieter <laughs> it could have been I mean I still have the license I'll have to bring it up here one time No, I didn't have the part in the middle, thankfully. Um, decent length, though. I, I have not dyed it in quite some time. I did for a while try touching up a touch of gray, <laughs> touching that, and I was like, fuck it, it's happening. There's, I'm not going to get into this. It's, I love my gray, man. It's a losing embrace You embraced it very well. Fuck yeah. I'm telling you right now, man, it does not, it does not hurt. See, I, I had three gray beards, or gray wow. beard hairs the other day. I, I know there were three because I pulled them out. Uh, you stumped me. I, I haven't checked back there yet. I need to buy a mirroring contraption to be able to view that very well. Well, I have to angle it around. I don't want to turn my head. to. I don't really want to invest money into looking at ass hairs. Wash myself with a stick with a rag on the end. Oh my god. Not really. It seemed like it was all locals because uh, I, I don't think anybody else besides me was there to drink at 11 a.m. Like, well, obviously, it, it was a small crowd in the beginning, but we were there for about three hours just hanging out. I mean, they had, they had some cool stuff on the wall. They had, like, vintage 80s glasses. They had old action figures of, like, WWF characters. It was, it was great. I, I, loved, I, I wish I had some of that, but my old, was the big rubber ones? Yeah. Oh man. I, I remember I had I think I had Hillbilly Jim. I know I had Hulk Hogan. I might have 
and, and this is topical. I might, I think I had Roddy Piper as well. Oh wow! I believe I did because I, I would, I was dying when I was a kid. So do you remember the cartoon, The Rest of the oh, Life? Yeah. Very I, vaguely. I had like all those VHS. Like I, I might still have them somewhere. I don't know. But I loved like all that stuff when I was a kid. I was obsessed with wrestling. I was never a big wrestling guy, but I was, I, I was into it enough to where it was like kind of random. It was only when I was a kid, and I, I think I got into it a little bit into like. Towards the late 90s when it was like oh the attitude era yeah. that was that was one of the best times for yeah, it like, it was it was like it, the 80s was like the cheesy fun times where it was just so ridiculous like i still remember one of my favorite matches and i i i, I don't want to even say what it went one was cuz i don't remember what it may have been but it was it, i think it was one of the royal rumbles or survivor series and uh it was jim the anvil Nyhard, and i think it was andre the giant and uh you could tell it was scripted that Jim the Anvil Nighthawk, you could probably find this video on YouTube, and if you just, it's so funny. He was supposed to be thrown, it, well, no, it had to have been, what was one, whatever, they throw you over the top rope. I don't, I think that's both of those. But um, that's how you get eliminated. And you could tell he was supposed to, but whatever they set up went wrong. And Angela Giant wound up barely getting his leg up and hit him kind of like mid gut. And Jim the Anvil Nighthawk, like, threw like a mini seizure in the middle of the ring. Like, oh! <laughs> and then, Literally threw himself over the top. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like they just they they just were like, you know, we're not going to try resetting this. We're going to make it work. Yeah, it's made and, it work. And he just like ten feet like threw himself and then jumped over the top row. And it's just like like, uh, what was it like to be in the audience and see that? Because it was just been like, oh, like, do they even notice that that just happened? I mean, then I, back then I remember when I was a kid. We were too young to really. I used to always argue that it was real, and I, my great grandfather, until he died, still believed wrestling was real. Like loved wrestling. Like used to talking about the Undertaker when I was a kid and stuff. Yeah, he was more into it than I even was. Like he loved it and was full in. Like it was real. Nice. And he'd be like, did you see them? Did you see a blade? Did you see? And just like really into it. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> but no, no, I, when I was a kid, like I was all in. I had all the wrestling buddies. Oh god, those they were what, like two and a half feet tall, like little yeah, pillows that you just beat the shit out of? Yeah, and I remember my friend and I it's funny, like I didn't break an arm because we used to like take them and you know, the thing, oh it's padding. We would jump off like the top step, like elbow drop on yeah. it. It was like, how did I not break something? Because it's just like the smallest amount of stuffing possible in that thing. But we used to like beat the crowd, like you know, we'd be on the ground like putting them in like, you know, the figure four leg lock, even though you his legs are like <laughs> Better off with a Boston crab at that one. Oh no! It's package. The yearly package George probably belongs to. It's nine ninety nine a month for the WWE Network uh, to get all the exclusives, inside ring announcements, and backstage. And that includes everything, even like SummerSlam, Royal Rumbles, and all that stuff. Is that extra? That's everything. Nine ninety nine. And I actually, that's how I've been watching the Attitude Era all over again. You could go back years. You can go back to the eighties and watch pay per view. You should. When uh, Jeff Jarrett got kicked in the face by Chuck Norris at 94 SummerSlam. He came running down to the ring and Chuck Norris was uh, keeping people from getting in and interfering with the fight. I think it was uh, Yokozuna and Undertaker, actually. 
I used to go to the CYC a lot when they had them. ECW? ECW was awesome. Sting. Uh, no, no, oh. It wasn't Raven. It was, No, I thought it was Sting. Sting. Sting had the painted face. He had the trench coat. He had the long hair. Yeah. Yeah, they did. There's actually a documentary about it. It's pretty interesting. Hamlin. He had a burger place up there, didn't he? It was a food place of some sort. That would have been some red flag somewhere in your books. Oh well, yeah. Well, the Royal Rumble this year brought back DDP. Uh, one of the, I wish that would have been awesome if he just stopped everybody. He wanted them to stretch out first, just work the midsection. But uh, him, uh, one of the Dudley Boys came into the ring. I remember the Dudley Boys. What? I remember that. Yeah, they they started out in uh, ECW. They're from uh, Philly. No, that might be no, that might be the Hardy Boys, Jeff and Matt. There was Devon and uh, oh, Billy Ray. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now I remember them. Yeah. They're still around. Yeah. Wow. They didn't die yet. <laughs> um, Sometimes it amazes me when you see some of them that have. You're like, oh my god, like the 
ones that pass away, you know, like Rowdy and like Macho Man, like some of these people, and it's like those were freaks because I mean Macho Man was he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack while driving, like God wanted him that day. Yeah, it was just like that was and then you have other ones like um Ultimate Warrior last year. The day after he gives that huge speech. Pillman. I remember when uh, he had a he had a dispute with someone, and I think the pay per view was uh or it was either a Monday Night Raw or a pay per view where he was like attacking them in their own home. I think it was Steve Austin. He he had he had a feud with him. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure he does like a ton yeah, of stuff to Sierra Nevada oh. and like stuff like yeah, he's like, <clears throat> but I think he's into like actual good beer now. He'll be on the show next week. I'm almost positive. <laughs> no, he used to be good. At, he used to love good beer the whole time. Remember when he used to get in the ring and clang those Miller Lights together? Vintage Austin. We haven't even talked about. No, we we talked about zombie dust. Um, yeah, we talked about three Floyds for like a hot minute, and then we jumped right into wrestling. That's pretty fantastic, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's a week old. It's so aromatic. Like when we open these, like that's all they smell the yeah, coffee and everything. It, yeah, even way before you actually drink, you tasted it. But it's nice because it's got it's it's got all the pleasantries you want out of a hoppy beer without being unbalanced. Like it, it's got all the ticks all the right boxes. It's like a hop bouquet, and you get some some pine, some dankness, some citrus, but. It's crisp, but the mouthfeel is also like a little more filling. Like almost, it's, it, like, it's got like a low carbonation. I it's guess. super easy to drink, but it gives you the flavor profile that you expect from a beer that was going to be hoppy over the top. That kind of yeah. wears you down, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's like the, the carbonation is not as vibrant. It's, it's kind of like really smooth out. Well, it's a week old now, so it's almost drinkable. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'm just going to toss my other six pack. I'm just <laughs> disgusted by it. Go back to Jenny. Your other six pack. They were they were distributed already. Uh, if you follow George on Untapped, that's pretty much all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that and uh, Genesee, they're all getting fives this week. Yeah, buddy. You saw that? Oh, I did. I was there for that. We parked up. 
that, that was a that was a great little uh, bottle share. Well, it was a good time. No, it's always nice when we get back to just having all these different things that we otherwise wouldn't. Like even stuff I bring down, like stuff I've had sitting around. Like I open this up finally because I just like forget about stuff. But like the one thing I wanted to ask you, since you are addicted to this, what drives you doing this? What just going out? Yeah, just go, yeah going out in general. Oh. Why do you believe your house? Well, the day the day star gets too bright, so I wait until the nighttime. Um, no, uh, it's it's the experience behind it. I mean, earlier this year, obviously, I brought it back from California, but you know, I went out there and I actually stayed with people I met online through beer trading groups. And you know, my first night in California, we went to four breweries and then we did a bottle share on the Pacific Ocean. Like, in the it ocean? well, my feet were in the water. Does that count? I'm not in the ocean. I'm like kind of teabagging it a little, but, that but, uh, been a very interesting party. <laughs> well, you know, what the ocean ever do to you, buddy? <laughs> it kill you in Halo once or something? What's going on? The ocean isn't in Halo and it never killed me. <laughs> no, um, getting, getting back on track. Uh, it's just the experience getting out to travel, like checking out all these places. Uh, obviously, this Saturday, um, I was telling you guys via text, I'm traveling to Boston, but on the way, I'm stopping at Treehouse Brewing, and they have a brew pub that's actually in a little treehouse, so you have to actually go up to it. So it's the experience behind it, and you know, just checking it out. And I'm obviously hitting Trillium and Night Shift, and I'll swing by Harpoon for lunch. I just. I don't know. I I just like getting in my car and going, having that like freedom of everything. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I get to bring back a lot of good beer and share it. So, damn it, George, your good beer and stuff and positive attitude. Why do you have to be a good yeah. person? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it's just one of those things. Like I, I think it's mostly time with everything. Because like I want like this weekend I'm going off to Dawson Comes to Cooper's Town, so I'm looking forward to it. But it's like that's one destination to kind of handle yeah but you can still make an adventure out of it yeah it's just i've kind of gone up to home again like so many times like there's there's only certain things along the way and also money swing past cooperstown and go to poughkeepsie for uh peak skill what yeah I'll, I'll start up a uh, gofundme and i'll get like 18 dollars <laughs> so my first trip my first trip will be uh break my first trip will be Breaker Brewing, and my last trip will be Breaker Brewing. It'd <laughs> be George like, yeah, uh, oh, I noticed that you're taking your daughter to the cancer ward in Connecticut. Why are you on your way up there? Why, you Why don't you stop by two roads on the way? <laughs> you're only going to be a couple miles from here. You don't want to stop in there and try some of their beer. <laughs> wow, that just got really dark. <laughs> I was just thinking of the worst travel bureau person ever. <laughs> Just like start like a, a program called like Beer Quest instead of Map Quest. It's like George just like you plot your course and where you're going, and it just tells you where all the breweries are along the way. It's like, oh, you're there, only 17 hours away from this brewery. You should pop over there. I thought you were going to say you're only 17. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're only 17. I got nothing for you. <laughs> you're 17. Swim the ocean, and you're good to go. All right. Cracked open another one from, from Georgie Boy. This is uh, Fatheads. Fatheads in North Olmsted, Ohio. Well, you, I guess you will now. It's actually a really well done IPA at a uh, 7.5 percenter. Another freshie. 
It's, it's interesting too with these when you're trying all these because you know so many breweries have an IPA of some sort, and it just it's one of those styles that's interesting because it's it's limited in its ingredients in a lot of ways because really it comes down to hop selection. It's just interesting to see what breweries do with this because really that's all you have. So your differentiation between them is just how you're hopping and when you're hopping and what hops you choose to put in there. Yeah. And there's so many wide variances between those, though. And, and you can see... And, and it's interesting, too, because you, you can tell when one jumps out, it's like, this is phenomenal. And, yeah, just uh, because we're an old wrestling team. Kind of like Captain Marvel Band of Wonder, just a little bit. I can see that. Just a little bit of Captain Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like Captain Marvel Band Oh, oh my God. God. No, no, no. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he's dead. I want to I want to say it's the 90s. Yeah. He was doing creepy music videos with Cindy Lauper. With Cindy Lauper, yeah. So we so we know he did die after the Goonies came out. So we have we have a rough estimate. Wait, did you just call it the YouTube? All right. I'm going to go ask the Google what's going on later. Is it one that TMZ is going to bring up because there's like derogatory terms in it? No, what Macho Man's rap albums are you talking about? Oh no, you you mentioned Hulk Hogan. Oh, They're just digging everything up on that guy now. No, this this was this was wholesome. <laughs> it, it was wholesome to the point where it was fucking terrible because they were just trying to push it on the kids, and they had pseudo popular '80s pop stars involved. It, it was awful, but it was when they had that crossover. Like with Cindy Lauper, and they're getting all these wrestlers and all these videos that they put that out, and it was it was awful. Everything was awful back then, though. Yeah. Name one good thing that wasn't awful. Cocaine. Duran Duran, maybe. Well, from the eighties. Yeah. That wasn't awful. American Ninja with Michael Dudikoff. Well, it's awful, but in a good way. I'm talking about genuinely not awful. There were some things probably, but overall, the eighties. It was so full of drugs that I don't think most people will really remember what mm. was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is kind of. It's funny. Like worst day in the time, maybe I don't know. Like, <laughs> when we think back to like our childhood in the eighties, and it was like, oh wow, you know, there was a lot of cool things. But if I was an adult in the eighties and I wasn't, you know, hyped up on coke, I don't know if I would have liked that time period at all. What the eighties? Yeah, I don't know if I would have because there was so much. It was so over the top and so gratuitous with how people lived that I think if you didn't buy into that, I don't know if you would have enjoyed that era. Because there's a lot of people that, that you know lived through it and 
Yeah. Against it. Like, I, the 80s were so over the top that, like, nature is like, we gotta throw AIDS out there because shit's getting crazy. That's pretty much what happened, right? I think that's, that's, what was that 1982? That's a historical fact, I think. Yeah. I saw that in the encyclopedia What did the 80s bring you? Uh, AIDS and Ninja Turtles and Nash skateboards. <laughs> like. Uh, it was it was it was either that or one of those skip it things that used to count every time you like kick oh, over it and Pogo balls, remember those? Remember yeah. Those? God, yeah. I always fall off that thing. Could never hit that thing. Oh, yeah. Bruce Leroy. Well, do you remember those? Who's the master of Harlem? <laughs> do you remember those little scooters that you would you'd sit on and you kind of start rocking it back? You have to rock it left and right yeah, just to go. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to know what madman came up with that idea. Oh yeah, used to take the uh, used to take the swing around the entire outside of it, and then they had the scary ass robots playing musical instruments. Yeah, I remember that's where kids used to like pick on other kids underneath the stage. There's a little maze under there, and like the bullies would be standing on there and just like wail some kid in the face as they're running through. Like, I saw that one happen a couple of times. <laughs> like what? But yeah, um, they used to have a little rink though of those sitting thing, and and I remember having my hand run over times because I couldn't get it to go so I'd just give up and be like fuck it and try pushing myself yeah. and then someone would come along every time just right over my hand and I'd start crying and I was the end of that one or the swing I remember kids always get stuck in it and I remember hitting kids a couple times because I'd be and then full on and could be stopped mid and just rail right in the back below them wouldn't they have someone come with like a hook or something like pull, pull them along <laughs> And then that turned into the rest of Kmart. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was weird because it's like, it was basically Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but a little cooler. I never remember, remember the I, game. I, yeah, I mean, it closed probably late 80s, early 90s. It was, it was early 90s, I think. Because that's when they put a Little Caesars, I think, inside Kmart. Or they put like a food place in there, like in that spot where it was. Because we used to go up to the uh, Eric Theater up there. That's where I saw Ghostbusters 2 for the first time. Oh, really? I, I remember seeing Bambi there when I was little. I'm sorry to hear that. One of the first ones I remember uh, watching was like the re-release and I put it back in theaters. I don't remember what else I, I... I know I used to see some Tarantino. I remember when I was in high school, we went to a, a couple of Tarantino films up there. I think that's where I saw Jackie Brown. And when I first saw that one, I did not care for it one bit. Yeah. I, I don't... Minded as much now, but I saw that I was probably 16 or 17. I don't remember what year that came out. So I was not of the age group to like get yeah. the throwback to black exploitation. Yeah. So I, I just sat there and was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Now I kind of get it. I mean, like, but I mean, to me, it was like Tarantino was Reservoir Dogs. Like that. like, that's what's funny when you're a kid and you see, like, now we can kind of appreciate a breadth of different things a director does but when you're a kid you see like one movie like that's all that they do and if they don't do that again because you're stupid mm -hmm. you think it's stupid yeah. and you don't you don't get it so that's why i was thinking like reservoir dogs oh i love reservoir dogs and i go i didn't like it at all yeah and, and tarantino stuff or almost all the stuff is pretty much the same done the same way it's just he picks like like themes like like he did with like the old kung fu stuff or then he did with the black exploitation then he does like 
Oddly, so when you pick up on Reservoir Dogs, you think, okay, he's going to be that guy that makes these cool kind of shoot em up things. But then you're like, no, that's not. That just happened to be yeah. a subject matter for the style of the film that he chooses to produce. It's yeah. not the actual type of film that he's going to make all the time. I feel like he's one of the directors that he's watching stuff all the time. And whatever he's watching, that's what he's influenced. And then that's what he goes and makes. Watching, stealing, it's all. Oh, yeah, that's how it's going to A lot of that is. But he's he the one thing I'll give him respect for. He admits it. He doesn't, oh, yeah, he doesn't yeah, try yeah. to hide like you know like oh no that's because like that's when it pisses me off mm-hmm. when you see a director that's like no that's not what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Like just admit you're like, influenced by it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, yeah, to the point where it's like a lot of the movies you'll try to bring back actors that were yeah. in those movies yeah. to be like yeah I just love that shit so much you should come do the thing that I'm well, gonna do like, like I don't know if we talked about it on here a couple, I don't know his um in Kill Bill. They had these conversations. I never know where the hell they happen. So, yeah. <laughs> but he, on Kill Bill, uh, there was a movie in Sweden that was called "They Call Her One Eye," and it was an exploitation film. And I, I think it had another. I can't think of the other name it had, but that was kind of one it became known for. But there's two variations on this movie. One is unedited. I'll get into that one. The other one's like highly edited. That's what came out here. But the girl in the film, the suit she's wearing. Same to the T that Uma Thurman's wearing. Oh, the yellow and black one? It's, it's the exact same. And um, what the film is about is there was a, a woman who was abducted and forced into taking heroin repeatedly. This, this pimp abducts her and just starts injecting her with heroin to get her addicted to force her into prostitution. She then gets herself away, off of it, and uh, wants to get away and tries to... And in the one scene that still is kind of, I don't think they've ever admitted what it was, he grabs her, holds her down, pulls out a scalpel, and right in the eye. And there is not, there's no cutaway. Like, yeah. you see that the scalpel pierce the eye, and you see it go... And nice. And what the rumor is, is that it's actually a corpse that he got from the local morgue. Okay. So that was like a real eyeball being pierced. And there's also, in the unedited, a uh, full-on hardcore sex scene. Oh, of course. That's like none of the people involved really hairy, <laughs> really disgusting, and there's no reason for it whatsoever. Because I picked up, I have, I don't know if I still have it. Or if I want to sell it because I made so much money trying to get, but I had the original unedited copy. I got it at a flea market for like nothing. I just saw it and was like, oh shit! Like super find it. You would, you wise this here? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I'm like, this can't be the same thing I'm thinking of. I was like, oh, what the hell, I got it? And I, I don't even remember what I have anymore because once the missus moved in, my display of movies had a good point. <laughs> Aww. Like, I have them all. I just, they're, they're kind of, I don't have them on display. Tucked anymore. away. Yeah. Well, she moved, they're in the special box that's located in the back of the closet. When she moved in, uh, I had a full-on like, old-school Mexican coffin bookcase that I built, and that was all my movies were, were on that. And, yeah. She, she moved it. When she first came in, it was kind of one of those, no I, I was like you know it was fine and like my old place like i had like a really dark living room too so it was kind of didn't really make the ambiance any you know brighter but it was like a black coffin with like, <laughs> like every horror movie like on display it was like oh all right so but no it, it was just like a lot within that though that he did like there's a lot of those movies when you actually go back and watch them and that's what i appreciate like he would say no, this is where I got that from, or I, you know, took things from here and there. But you just see a lot of directors try to sway that. And say, no, it's not what I'm doing. Like, well, yeah, it is, because 
it's obvious that you're in the same genre. And like I know like Eli Roth gets a lot of crap for that stuff. Oh yeah. I, I've never honestly been a huge fan of stuff he's done. I don't know how I feel about Green Inferno coming out. Because when I first saw about that. It it seemed interesting at first. It was supposed to come out sometime last year and I, I don't know what happened, but it's it's actually coming out the end of September. It's coming out actually my birthday, September 25th. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I know. Fun fact. <laughs> I think that's why he uh, chose it. Actually, go on IMDb <laughs> and put that in as a trivia and just see how long it lasts. <laughs> I, I actually, I'll put it on the Wikipedia too. <laughs> chose to release this day because it's George Zerbless' birthday. Avid, avid fan, George Zerbless. No, I watched some of it, but not. I, I didn't sit through the whole thing. It really didn't grasp my attention. It was just once they got to the point of they really killed an animal. Like yeah, that turtle. Like, yeah, they really kill a turtle in this movie just for the movie. Just and it's on screen. I was like, what the fuck are you doing that? And they they threw it in there, and I just never really got into them. There was a whole slew of them that came out after. And actually, the thing is, maybe a little known fact: uh, Cannibal Holocaust Two. Is called the Green Inferno, the original sequel. Oh wow! So that's what I thought he was doing when I first heard Green. That was the first thing popped in my head because when I saw he was doing Green Inferno, I thought like, isn't that the? And I went and looked it up. I'm like, oh okay, that is. A, and then I thought, oh, he's doing a remake of the sequel that nobody ever really saw because nobody really ever saw that one. And um, like, I don't think it has anything to do with it. He just picked that name for. That's weird. Yeah, it was really weird because it's like he's doing a cannibal movie. That's highly influenced by all these, and then and, uh, the original Green Inferno, like that was the same director of the first Cannibal Holocaust. So I mean, it was like a direct. T- I don't know. I never watched it. I really. The second one, no. No, I, I never. Like, there were so few of like, the Cannibal things. I don't own any of them. I never. That, to me, it's not like a repeat viewing because it's. I can understand it's similar to zombies. Like that's kind of what it is, but at the same time, it's like yeah, but it's not. And a lot of them kind of get gratuitous for. No reason, like Campbell Holocaust, cutting off a guy's dick and eating, like piercing right through a girl's boobs, and, and like. Uh, yeah, I definitely make. I didn't make it to that part in the movie. Yeah, you're, you're better. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot in that that I just, I, I, I didn't get. There's a lot of movies I watch. I'm like, I don't get why you'd watch this, because to me, there's, there's, it's just violence for violence' sake. Yeah. And sometimes, like, that's good in a movie. Like, it's just for that shock value. Like, what was that? The Viggo Mortensen one, the, when the Russian mob and he kills the guy in the shower. And Eastern Promises. Yeah, like that, that was a brutal, yeah. that whole scene was just amazing. But it was, if it was one of those things like, it, yeah, it was really gratuitous, but it was like. Served a purpose. Yeah, it pulled you in and like you're like, oh my God, like you just put, or like uh, Irreversible. And oh God, when they, the fire extinguisher <laughs> scene. Yeah. You mean the beginning of the movie? Which yeah. Like, Holy <laughs> fuck, how do you do that? It's like almost all like. Trying to duplicate old style horror movies, or it's your shock horror, like your saw yeah. versus whatever the fuck it is. It's like one's just there for for somebody to scream in the theater because it yeah, like happens, and the other one where it should actually happens because that probably would have happened if demons lived. <laughs> yeah, I, there's just a lot within within it now that I just I don't even like to be like, oh, it's it's gone, it's changed. It's, 
it'll come back, I think, eventually. But the way things have gone, it's it's poor. It, it sucks because you see these directors that are influenced by like really good things, like from the past. But they just, and I think it's probably studio involvement. I'd like, and I'd like to think it's studio involvement that it's just really bad replications of, of things from the past. Honestly, I think it's it's all digital versus real. That's I mean that it, it doesn't matter whether it's horror movie or sci-fi or yeah. whatever. It's it's it, it is CGI versus whatever. I, I think there is there is you're starting to see some pushback on CGI. Oh, yeah. with well, I mean I, I actually Star Wars is fucking. Well, I watched the new that that Deadpool the trailer. Oh my god! But did you catch the the line that he says? Ryan Reynolds and they're pulling him back and they're telling him we're gonna make you into a superhero. Don't make, don't give me a green suit and don't make it animated. Yeah, there's this little subtle jab because it's like you see a lot of people just kind of pushing back against that because it's just, I mean, like CGI. I mean, from when we were kids to, to CGI now, it, it's bad. I mean, you, sometimes you can't even tell it's so seamless because they incorporate it you can so still well. Tell it. Well, but if it's incorporated, like how? It's, Not as a main subject matter. It's yeah, if, if it's like stuff. half and half, like mm-hmm. you, you have the real and like you have that blend. It, that's where a lot. That's when it's done well. When it's done full on, like something is CGI, you can still tell because there's no. Yeah. But when you have that blend, well, that's like. Did you guys see the new trailer for the new Star Wars? Yeah. The new one. Uh, when was it released? Like a making of trailer of the new new Star Wars. Oh, I didn't, see that didn't see that one now. Amazing! It actually goes through like like ninety percent of it. it's like legit Henson puppet stuff and like yeah. But even when they do do CGI, what they did was they they actually carved and cast the models, but left them like gray and they're yeah. CGIing extras on an actual model. Yeah, they're not actually CGIing the whole model of a ship. So the ship, you know what I mean? Like a, a bulk of it is real life, and you can tell the stuff they couldn't. Pull off that they're they're going as far as they possibly can, then going CJ instead of just you know that that's what'll make that movie. Yeah, and I haven't seen it, but that that'll make that timeless. Like, like I would, that's what that does. Like that's what when you go back and and you see these movies that relied heavily on CGI at the time, yeah. maybe it was cutting edge, yeah. but you can you can tell yeah. because it's just when you rely that heavily on it, it's going to get dated because that technology is going to get better. Whereas if you're doing practical, that's always there. Like like the thing. Like, John Carpenter's The Thing. Like, that was, like, so heavily practical in that movie. I was, I was just actually watching before you guys came. It was on the nice. I love that movie. And it, it holds up because it's practical. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the horror movies and stuff that hold up. Like, all those old movies that rely on, on effects when they're done practical, it still has an impact. And, and that's always what got me off. I'm ne- I was never huge. I was more sci-fi than horror. But even, like, horror movies, or even sci-fi stuff, that's what gets me off. Like, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is uh, Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, like the Kabbalah cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, like because of makeup, you know what I mean. The same thing. I think mm-hmm. one of the makeup artists that worked on Farscape, you know what I mean. Like and shit like that just turns me on to real, like, well done makeup and all that type of shit that works. Did you ever see Event Horizon? Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's like one of the best horror. I watched I... Event Horizon. Let's see. I'm 39. I don't care. Uh, I watched <laughs> Event Horizon. On acid. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was at home, and I, I forget what I, I was home. I was bored. I took some acid. And started watching Ben Ryan. I don't watching, think I've ever been that bored. And then, and then I went downstairs, and then it was late at night, and my mom was up, and me and her were watching Ben Horizon. Well, she didn't know I was on acid, and I was like, that was a good time. <laughs> 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 you see that 
out of the corners too. No, it was it was totally a cool experience. Like uh, it didn't freak me out. I mean, that movie is like the creepiest one of the creepiest yeah. movies ever. But yeah, I love that movie. That movie, like to me, creeped me out because they never advertise it as being a full-on horror movie. It it looked more like. Yeah. Yeah, it just looked kind of like a twisted sci-fi movie. It yeah. didn't look like it was gonna go. I mean, okay, it was gonna be have you know maybe at best some alien type stuff, but yeah. nothing really horror. And then when it went full on, like when they got to that point where oh the spaceship's been to hell. Oh, we edited this clip and you see people vomiting their intestines off yeah. and like oh wow they are full on like it's. And that movie was so great because it was so empty and yeah. vacuous. Like, space, it was like literally a bulk of it scared you because you didn't know what the fuck was going yeah. on, or you didn't know if anything was going to happen. You're like, and then when they just start getting like the gore start going, it's like, holy, that to me is like one of the most underrated movies because yeah. it didn't do well in theaters, from what I remember. No and, no, and it just like it just kind of fell under the radar, and then horror people really because I think it was because it, it was one of those films that I think if it was advertised differently, like if it was advertised as being a dark horror sci-fi movie. Yeah. It probably would have, because I think a lot of horror people would have gone to that. Yeah. Because that's who loves it now. A lot of people, like the horror community, love that movie. But they didn't go to it because they didn't know what it was. Yeah. And, and I think that's what a lot of the issue was. Because like, that's what I found out about it. And like, I remember trying to find the VHS tape. I couldn't even, you know, oh my <laughs> I still have, I still have my VHS copy of Event Horizon and DVD, but I have my, my original VHS tape of it. And I remember trying to find it. I couldn't even find it anywhere. Because yeah. it just was like, what the hell are you talking about? That's why I like uh, they came out with a series of, um, what was it called? Oh, jeez, I'm blowing my blank on it. The video game series that came out. It's pretty much you're playing Event Horizon. Dead Space. Dead Space. It's oh. fucking crazy. It's like literally it's nothing happens half the time. You're just like on edge. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. And ah, whoa, wait, oh. no. I, I miss that. Because okay? I haven't gotten into video games in a while. But like, I remember when I first played the first Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because I had no idea what was going on. You get that zombie, like the first cinematic of the zombie where he turns his face and half of it's red. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. And you're trying to figure out, like, you know, getting the controllers, getting used to that. And I like, try and do everything. And then that and the original Silent Hill. That was the other one that, like, it was, the, the original Silent Hill was the one that actually scared the shit out of me because Resident Evil, once you got used to it, you're like, okay, there's zombies, I know what I'm looking yeah. for. Silent Hill, you had no fucking clue what was ever going on. I just remember there were so many times where there'd just be this jump scare, and it was like, you're not used to a jump scare in a video game. Yeah. I mean, this is like original PlayStation. <laughs> and I remember, like, playing that, I was like, oh my god, I got, that was one of the first games I got really into. Like, Resident Evil and Silent Hill are the first two I really got into. And then... And that's, and that's pretty much what um, Dead Space is. It's pretty much Resident Evil in Event Horizon. It's like you're literally just a dude who gets on a tanker and then you go to this, you don't know why, you're going to investigate. And it's just shadows and blinking, flickering lights. And it's really, really dark. So if you want to play it at midnight and turn up the volume and you're just like, ugh. And then the creatures are trying to come at you. you. You shoot them, but it's like you have this weird weapon. And then like... You can't just shoot them. Like you have to like dismember. You have to dis- you have to decapitate them or they'll dismember. Come, they'll come at you, but they don't come at you super fast. But the way they build tension is, if you shoot them like in the chest a couple times, they'll kind of flounder but keep coming. But if you clip off their leg, then they'll fall down and they'll come at you while they're crawling. You know what I mean? So it builds this tension. It's all about building that creepy, creepy tension. That's always done it for me, whether it be sci-fi or horror. Like one of my favorite my favorite horror movies, like I said, is Nightbreed, and probably the other one would be Audition. It just because Audition is literally an hour and 25 minute movie where an hour and 
10 minutes, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But you know something's happening, and it's building, 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 and all of a sudden it's just a money shot, and you're like, ah, that's the yeah. shit that turns me on. Do you like a lot of Japanese stuff then? No, okay. it's just for some reason that movie worked for me. I don't know why. You know, you, you would probably like like Ty West's new movies. Um, yeah. uh, House of the Devil, you would love. That's on Netflix. <laughs> no, it's, it's, they call oh, it, I'll I, check it out. I, I hate the term because that's what they started calling it. They call them slow burns. And I, I fucking hate that term for movies. But like his movies are, are called slow burns because it's, it's this weird atmosphere where there's like nothing happening. It's just the movie, but it has that tension of like something fucked up is gonna happen, and then when it goes, it's like full on, and they'll like really it's like the House of the Devil. I, I love that, and it's it's actually it, it's shot like you would appreciate this too. It's awesome because when he released it, did you ever see his re- original release of that? No. He did it because he shot it in the style of an '80s film. It was supposed to be, be shot as an '80s movie, and it has that graininess of '80s horror. He released it on a, a, a dual set of VHS and DVD. Like he, and this is only a couple of years old. This movie, but he like put it out like a limited edition VHS of it, which was awesome. But it was just this really awesome movie that it's just about this girl that was like to babysit this real weird guy and all this. Like you, you saw it, didn't you or no? No, I haven't. You both. It's on Netflix. I, I think it's, <laughs> I should. I can't hate saying that because you never know what the hell Netflix. Yeah. Is. But it was on Netflix. And I think it's still on there. But well, there's other ways to obtain it, so I mean, I, I, I don't do anything like that, so I mean. Myself as a very semi-ethical uh, pirater, in that what I do is I do I do steal crap and um, acquire I online. Do not, I do not pay for it, um, but if there's something where I do find myself really giving two shits about it, I'll pay for it. Like I yeah. will. Like I like, and it, it. And there's a lot of stuff like I'll like you know play download a game and play it, and then halfway through I'll give up on it and toss it aside. Be like, well. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't earn my money. No, but I, I, that's how I was with, like, with yeah. uh, music and stuff. Yeah. Too. It's like I try. It's just like with movies. Man, it was a lot easier now. I, I mean, I remember like when the streaming site used to be up all the time. I used to stream stuff, but if I liked it, I would buy it. Like that's just kind of how my brain always was. Like especially with horror movies, like, that's what I always collected. But I don't like to push it too much because it's like eh, I know how hard it is. I've had friends involved in that stuff, and it's just like it. Yeah. So you have to understand that me, George Zerblis, I steal stuff all the time, <laughs> and I never pay for it. That's what I live at. <laughs> In my house, which is a game located at, is filled. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you did say the last name almost right. Like that's that's good. Zerblis, yeah, the V is silent. I said Zerblis. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, you know. Yeah. Close to one. Spell my last. Say my last name. Dapkins. Okay, you got it, fucker. I was going to go with... It's not hard. It's napkins with a D. I mean, really. It's <laughs> not, I mean, not fucking rocket <laughs> But yeah, I mean... Fuck, man. See, you guys, you guys are more into the horror shit than I am. Yeah, I, I like to go to... Uh, I used to be really, like, adamant about it. Like, I would go to Cherry Hill, New Jersey for Monster Mania. And you get to meet a lot of good people. I actually met Roddy Roddy Piper there, and I met him and Keith David. My uh, but 
best friends, uh, my buddy Chris, he's like he goes to every single horror convention. He buy he buys like you have no idea. This that he's got a good job, so he's just like he buys he has pieces of Carrie's outfit from the original Carrie. <laughs> he has like he, he has every Freddy Freddy Krueger glove, not like the, the toy ones. Like he had the person who originally made them make them for him. Nice. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. Free, he has a Freddy Krueger portrait thing on his chest. He just goes H for it, and I get it. You know what I mean? Like he has like. Last time I helped him move, I, I think I blew out my testicle carrying like a crate full of Fangora magazines. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. In like the 80s and 70s and 80s. But uh, I get it because we all nerd out over stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just, my ex-wife was huge in the horror stuff. She wasn't in the horror, but also like cheesy horror. She was like all that like trauma shit and stuff oh, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, there's no place for that stuff too. It's just fun about it. It's like, that's why I always enjoyed about horror. I think that's what got me into it is like there's just so much variety in it and so many different things going on. You liking this one, George? Oh yeah, the senton. It's awesome. I I just I had to step away from the mic to breathe in. Yeah. Like uh Tazon Day, Chocolate we, Rain. We just finished the um, the fatheads from or fatheads, what is it? A hop Headhunter. Head what did you guys think of that one? I think it was really good. It, to me it was very similar to Zombie Dust, just don't yeah. But that's the difference. Like, this is way lower in ABV, and I'd much rather the zombie dust because they're very similar in style, a little bit more resinous, a little bit more dank to it. Yeah. But um, I, that trade off of ABV, ABV. Yeah, you know, I would go for a zombie dust over it. Yeah. I mean, you can see that this one, is this this is the one from Fathead? Well, that was the one from Fathead that people really were. No, Hop Juju. Oh, Hop Juju. That's, that's the one that's crazy. Okay. That's, the, that's their double, I believe, their double, right, George? Hop Juju, that growl. Hop Juju's the uh, double Imperial, yeah. Sometimes because I'm just like I don't, I don't even remember. I'm just so much. 
Prism <laughs> sitting up in there. I just, but it's just, I don't remember, but I just kind of stumbled across that. They're in state only, correct? They're in. Or are they in a couple they, states? Yeah, they're in a couple states. Because um, we had them on the show a few weeks ago, or I guess some months ago now. Um, they considered them, how it was worded was they consider themselves a regional brewery. They don't ever want to be national. I think they're in like 12 or 13 states. I don't okay. remember. Um, but they're primarily only in the Midwest. They, they don't really get kind of get outside of that. And I think every time they, they open up a new market, it's connected to the one, of the one of the previous ones. They're not jumping over to Florida or jumping up to, to Massachusetts or anything. And it does, they said they want to stay a regional brewery. They want to be able to have a relationship with every place they're distributed. And the oh, one this is, the, yeah, I mean, you have to commend them. Oh, yeah. A lot of people try to bite off more than they can chew. Yeah, and they definitely could because they're really sought after. But they, uh, the one thing that they do that's really cool, too, is they do a beer called Footprint. And I was able to get the last one they did. And they only put it out whenever they open up a new state for distribution. And what they do in that beer is take an ingredient from every state they're distributed in and put that in the beer and work the recipe with it. So it's like a really cool thing that they do. Because that's why I said they're really ethical. And really Have you ever been to the brewery? No, I've been invited out a bunch of times about to Colorado with during like GABS yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, just let's just plan a road trip. I mean, I just drive everywhere anyway. Like, we'll just tell George. Uh, we'll get George to drive. Take a nap. We wake up. We're there. We'll make a vote on any PAC, and I'll travel wherever they want me to, and I'll just take pictures of me let's drinking let's beer. Let's pass it on to Rich. We'll have him foot the bill. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so I'll make it to Breaker Brewing, and. <laughs> Yeah, if, if he, if Rich, when you hear this, uh, just give me the company credit card for any PA scene. I'll just, I'll just make my own segment. George travels for stuff and things. Too rich for my blood. Aluminium. <laughs> Diamond collection. But uh, that, that's a brewery I want to get out to. I'd like to get to Colorado at some point too. It's, I never. That's one of the states I've been to. Forty states now. Predominantly, I Midwest is the area I haven't really been through. You're not missing much. No, it's a, I was supposed to. Um, we had done a tour out to Seattle, like we went the whole coast all the way up to Seattle, and then instead of going back, because I, I got so far, I'm like, fuck this. This is what I was managing, so I didn't. I wasn't playing, so I didn't have to be. And I was like, fuck this. I'm flying back to Boston. And I then they they drove back and they went through all the Midwest. I could have knocked off a couple. I was like, I I'm done being in this band right now. And <laughs> I just like flew back. And uh, but I, I haven't been through any most of those areas because there's like it's not really a reason. Yeah. I mean there is. I don't want shit on them. I mean definitely there's a reason to go to Colorado and stuff like that. But just I want to missing a lot of. There's definitely a reason now to go to Colorado oh, yeah. too. <laughs> but there's a lot of that that I would just want to missing. It was just kind of. Colorado is like up there. It's like Colorado, New York, California, and um, North Carolina. Now would be like the states you'd be like, okay, I need a month yeah. to go to the breweries. Yeah. The state, there's like two, or, you know, two or three, with exceptions, obviously. But uh, uh, you know, you go to Colorado, I'd be like, okay, what ten breweries are going to visit while we're here? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's it's like so that. So many, not so many breweries, so many good breweries. Yeah. You know, so and stuff you've never heard of, probably. Like every, oh, yeah. every place has those breweries. You're like. Even heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wind up seeing it, it's like, no, they're one of the best, and they're this and that. Anyway, it's yeah. like, I, I'd love to like get more time to go and do stuff like that. It's just with everything going on, it's just like that's what the toughest thing is. Like, I want to be able to do a little bit more traveling, but it just it's tough. Let me know. Like, oh, this I is know. <laughs> I, I was, like, every time you mention 
stuff. I'm like, oh, I love it. Oh, I can't. And, and Derek, you're probably this is probably what you what you feel. And I don't know how you feel this way, George. Apparently not. Apparently but not. I, I work my my job. I have now. I work give or take about forty hours a week, a little bit more. Right. Know, and I have two days off. Come the night of my second day off, I feel like I still haven't had a day off. Yeah. And You're still burned out from that. It's... And that's still why it's hard for me to travel because even when I have two days off, I feel like I haven't had a well, day off. Well, and you're doing stuff on the internet too, which is all, it makes it difficult because when you're connected in and trying to promote stuff or just yeah. on the internet, it's hard to feel it never like ends. Took, yeah, yeah. It's hard to feel like you took a step back yeah. because there's always some alert going off or there's some email coming mm-hmm. through or something. You're like, oh, oh yeah, I didn't do this. I didn't, oh, I wanted to do that. And like you just, you can't stop. And like yeah. you can set it down for a couple minutes and then all of a sudden you're, Brain brain yeah, yeah. Hey, this you forgot to do this. Oh yeah, and it's just, just so you wind <laughs> up being like, oh my god, because like this past Monday my birthday, like I I tried so hard to shut off. Yeah, oh, and I couldn't. I yeah. wound up like going on. I edited the radio show, got that uploaded. Was was sending out a bunch of emails trying to get everything set for this coming week. Sending out stuff prepping for for going away and like. I think I sat down for maybe two hours the whole. Cause I took the day because that's the one like my rule ritual is every year on my birthday. I'm not working. Like, I just, I always make sure, like, I never take days off. I never get sick, thankfully. And, like, I, I sick. my birthday, though, that's off. I don't care if I'm 70. Hopefully, hopefully God, I'm either dead or not working. <laughs> still doing podcasts in <laughs> <of> 70s. <laughs> the two people that are still alive. I remember when beer was real and didn't come out of a replicator. How to pair beer with my nightly medication. <laughs> Someone sent me a bunch of cool, really cool fucking beer the other day, and I just posted a thing online about what the person sent me, and, and, and like one dude's like, "Oh, you're so lucky." I'm like, "I'm like, I fucking work a lot to get. <laughs> like, it's oh, yeah. not really lucky. Like, like I put in a lot of fucking time. Like, I wasn't being a dick. Like, I fucking work. I'd be like, no, I'm being like, you work. I'm like, I'm like it's it's like you know, it's seventy five percent work, uh, or no, it's fifty percent work, twenty five percent drunk, and then you know, twenty five percent you know, like luck. But it's yeah, just like it's it's not. If it was, and like, I'm not complaining. No, either, I don't. You know but there's, there's a lot of hustle behind it. No yeah. one really thinks about it. It's just like, like I didn't just sit down and go, "Hey, I don't like you. I like your stuff. Could you send me beer?" And they went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, like you, you have to do like, and especially with doing this, like I had to spend a shit ton of my own money to to do all the stuff ahead of time, like get all the because it's like just because I started writing an article doesn't mean someone just goes, "Oh, hey, like." The, like the the league of, the, the 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 league of nations like a, a, yeah, a light went up. Watching. This guy in Pennsylvania is writing columns. We better send him beer now. Like no, like, it, it took a long time to build up to that point where it's like, well, in actual when I started doing it, like, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Yeah, I, I never even had a thought of it. I was just like, I'm just gonna do this, whatever, and just kept doing it. And then it's like, oh, okay, and then started kind of understanding like how. Because, like, I had done stuff in the past with, like, music. Like, I knew, like, that was, you get free. Yeah. And I, I didn't know that that was the thing. Yeah. And then as I started going, I was like, oh, okay. And I started getting understanding. And I still feel like, you know, I don't like to always ask for anything. It's like, it's like, look, it's still a business. Yeah. 
kind of want to support everybody and like try to because that, that's with me with all this like what got me into it was just kind of that community within the brewery it's like i don't really care about the community of and this sounds shitty so, but i don't care about the community of crappier drinkers nope I, I care about the the breweries and supporting them like because there's i'm sorry to say but there's more assholes that i've met in that community yeah, than, oh yeah. than good people oh yeah and i mean and that's what that's what sucks with a, a lot it's of society. Stuff. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. It's just a microcosm of society. Yeah, and it sucks with a lot of the stuff. Like that's what I think is shitty with being into any kind of nerd-ish culture stuff. Nevertheless, there's there's more assholes than there are good people in it, and that's what sucks. Like even with like horror movies, like I don't like going to conventions because there's more you know people that are oh well they're this person's not good. This person is this. Anything person. after 1993 isn't horror. Yeah. Because this, no, and you're going to agree with me when I'm done saying what I'm saying. It's everybody that's into beer is awesome. It's just that there's a lot of people who say they're into beer, but they're actually not into the beer. So the people like that are actually into yeah. it, that give a shit the way that you or me or whatever feel people should give a shit. Air quotes are going on right there. Um, those 99% of people are cool. It's just that if you take the community as a whole, there's a whole, like, you know, the... I have to have the newest thing, or I have to do this. There's all kinds of microcosms, but that person <laughs> who, who has to have the new thing or just cares about the new thing and only the good thing, or those people really don't classify as the same person. So yeah. if you really pigeonhole it and subdivide it into community, into whatever, I'm just trying to make... It, well, no, it all goes back to the... Words. Whole, well, it all goes back to the whole, like, what is someone's reason for being into anything like this? Like, being into... Movies, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm into driving alone for hours on end for the bitches, and I'm into craft beer tasting. I'm all out of love. Listening to Careless Whisper. It's Careless Whisper on repeat. Listen to like, listen to this Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Corey came out of nowhere. But he's just like bitching. That's life, and he's like cutting the line. He's like, yeah, that's life, baby. And then that's like George driving to like the breweries. I'm fueled by depression and beer. <laughs> depression and alcohol so drives me through the day. But no, I think a lot of with any of it is is what drives you to be involved with this stuff. Is it because you enjoy it and you have a passion for it, or because you want to differentiate yourself from somebody else? And that's really what drives you to become either a pretentious asshole or someone that, that wants to help promote something and be involved in something. And like those are the two factions that it winds up being. And unfortunately, there's more of the people that do it because they want to separate themselves from the herd because they're trying to be different and like we, I, we said down here before it's like the people that were picked on for being jocks when they were younger wind up becoming giant dicks in a different scene but they're yeah. still the same attitude yeah and that and that's and that's it it's it, it, it shit don't change do you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it, it's like you're gonna see the same person just do different things and it's like it's weird because you have all these i don't even know how to put it my brain farted so dick bags dick brain bags. fart no, but it's like, it's, 
there's so many different ways you can get into whatever the fuck you're going to get into. But I'm, I'm totally spacing. I had a really good point. Now I'm an asshole. Anyway. That's why George, I, it's a nice chainsaw shirt. That's why I like to keep my it, it, No, it's yeah, not a chainsaw shirt. It's Sleepaway Camp 2. There's a chainsaw. Yeah, there's also a person holding it. How do we transition this from License to Drive to Lucas? Because I think that was a better Corey Ham film. Lucas? No, the best Dream On was the best teen film ever. No, Dream Little Dream. No, Dream On was the HBO show. Sunday nights at 9. Yeah, Dream Little Dream. No, Lost Boys. It's a That's what I mean. Like, not, uh, Corey, Corey, they were ever in. Corey Haim? They're both Corey's were in. Yeah, the Cor- the Corey's were in. Uh... There's a reason because Corey Feldman was in one of the Friday the 13th. Yeah, he was in part four and, and a little bit in part six. Yeah. Tommy Jarvis. And, yeah, and, it, and he was hilarious because he was. But it's, it was still Nightmare on Elm Street 4, though. That is my favorite. That's why five had no Jason. It was uh. Tom Savini came back for four. Tom Savini had nothing to do with any two or three. They convinced him to come back for four. They convinced. I think the original director came back. Yeah. They, they convinced everybody to come back because that was going to end. They were done. Part four was supposed to be. That's why I went on a date with Tom Savini's ex-wife. Anyway, good. Fun fact: I just heard that. That's why. <laughs> but like, I can see why. Dude's a dick. They, they, uh, they were supposed to kill him off. That's why it ended the way it did. Like, that was supposed to be the end because the series had dropped in two and three financially started doing so poorly that they were going to do four because they, they had enough that they could make something, but they were going to end it. But then that did so well because it was done well that they then said, oh, well, that, and they brought, and like it was just weird. Fuck, that's why when you watch five, it's just weird. Fuck, this doesn't make any sense. Like it was just weird cash in. That's what they were trying to do. That's because Crispin Glover, uh, Crispin Glover was in four. And then they they eventually wound up, you know, putting him in Manhattan. I actually prefer him in space. Over they put him on Earth two at the end of uh, Jason, whatever, whatever eight uh, X. Yeah, ten. Yeah, but it was in space. Yeah, like, I actually prefer that one. Over Jason in Manhattan because they knew we're putting Jason in space. This is a fucking joke. Yeah, and they didn't take it seriously. Eight, they were still trying to make it like a, it's like this is not scary. There's nothing. This is so gutted of a film. And it was. I remember when I was a kid, that came out when I was back in the day. Yeah, I don't. I was like maybe twelve or thirteen. I was young. See, it was funny because when I was a kid. I only I loved black and white horror movies. I loved late night like Uncle Ted. I used to watch on PBS like the old really bad like basically the ones that will wind up on uh, Mr. Science Theater. Like those types of black black. That's what I loved when I was a kid. Like even and then all, anything Vincent Price. George obsessed with Vincent Price, but I wasn't allowed to watch any R-rated horror movies. So I was terrified of them for a long time until I got to the point where I actually I think the first R-rated one I finally watched was the original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I have a huge bias against black and white movies. Are you racist? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. more prejudice because <laughs> film is not a race. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what it is, man. 
I like two and exactly two black and white movies, and that's it. It's I, I'm the same way. There's only like now. There's only a handful I can go back and watch, and the one that I, I did you ever see Touch of Evil? That is no, I have not. One of the best movies and best black and white movies you'll ever see. It, it's an Orson Orson Welles was in it. And this is when Orson Welles was still good. Yeah. Um, Charles Heston's in it. It's I don't even want to tell you too much about it. Just watch that. You you will forget it's black and white. <laughs> like it was one of those movies that I, I have it on DVD. Like I just had heard about it. And I'm like ah, and I I wound up getting it. And uh, I sat down. And I seriously forgot it. Like that's when a movie's good when you forget you're watching a black yeah. and white movie. And well, I, that's like any movie. Like like uh, you know whether it's black and white or fucking subtitles or whatever. Like when when you when you get into a movie, if it's fucking good, it's fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just, I don't know what it is, black and white. No, you know what it is? It's not black and white. It's, it's, I think up until about the late 70s, overacting was what acting was. And I, and I just. Yeah, because they were playing for the room when they were acting. And it was, they were getting the vapors. And it was just, it was just too much for me, you know? No, there's a lot of, especially the black and white ones. Yeah. I can't say that I can't see this. I don't, like when I was, I was one of those kids. Remember Nick at Night? Oh, yeah. I I would get mad when that. To me, even as a kid, I realized that's bullshit. There is no happy family. Like I just, I hated that stuff so much. I despite like my three sons, or Leave It to Beaver, or Dennis the Menace, or even the Brady Bunch. I mean, you know, like any of that stuff, I, I hated. I'm like, no one, no one is that happy. <laughs> it's just impossible. And I would get so mad. Cause I remember watching when I was a kid, and like Doug would end or something, and then it's like. No, look at night. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> first TV show addiction. Like, you remember the first show, you're like, I'm all in. This is the shit I care about in my life. I am now going to watch TV a lot. Non cartoon. I was going to say, cartoons are Non cartoon. I don't remember. I know mine. MacGyver. MacGyver was I did, great. Yeah, I, did, I used to like, I was super young. And I was probably, like, honestly, it was probably Doctor Who. With, yeah. Tom Baker, with Tom Baker, with Tom Baker, that was probably the one I can remember earliest when I was a kid watching my grandmother that I just really was into. Other than that, it was probably you know TGIF, like Full House and uh, Perfect Strangers. Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. That was your first. That was oh, that was, that was uh, 92, 93. Oh, that that was the first live action. I like before that I was cartoons all the way. Oh, yeah. Street Sharks, Ninja Turtles, Biker Mice from Mars. And dino, uh, dino Riders. Sorry to cut in. It was like it was like GI Joe with fucking dinosaurs with like they had metal crowns on their heads where they control them and they all had like laser guns and. I have no idea. My obscure awesome cartoon. I don't know if anybody remember Jason the Wheel Warriors. Nobody fucking knows about Jason the Wheel Warriors. That was like my fucking cartoon. Like it was these little dudes that were in these car things, but the car things had like they were alive and they had like attachments on the top of them and drills and it was crazy. It was just. Like, Jesus, that sounds a little wild. Yeah, kind of weird, but in the cheesy, it's kind of like... How is that a kid's movie, like, or a kid's cartoon? Yeah, that is true. 
<laughs> Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. That was like Heroin Hank, my favorite cartoon in the 80s. <laughs> Jason and the Warriors and Mask. Oh, I remember Mask. Mask. Yeah, I remember that. Mask was the shit. See, my, I just think of Eric Stoltz as Mask. <laughs> my mom says it looks like a lion. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My favorite when I was a kid, my favorite cartoon was Count Duckula. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, it was the. He, he was a spin off from Danger Mouse. Okay. Which is like a, a popular. And like, it used to be on Nickelodeon, but he was a uh, vegetarian vampire duck. I have the. That just sounds terrible. So do I. And Are You Afraid of the Dark? Blathers, blathers. <laughs> oh, are, are we playing the one up game? No. I'm winning. Some of those were actually like when you were younger, you're just like shit. Well, yeah, you were like scared of them. Now you're like, like I, Sarah got mad because I kept making everyone. It's like, do we have to really do this? Like, well, yeah, we do. of course you do. It was very important work here. It was like going through all of them. And I'm like, how did any of these things even? Rem- I, I see. I missed the goosebumps thing. I was just beyond. The, I was probably like two years older. Yeah. Goosebumps. Like I just missed that that being a thing. And like so I remember, are you afraid of the dark? I don't know if it actually really scared me. It's just I remember some of them. I don't want to say unnerved me because I feel like that wasn't even that involved. But there was something about it that kind of made me somewhat unsettled. Yeah. But they, they, they watch them now. It's like, oh my god. Oh. So you know, like a lot of the, my favorite cartoons were the OG cartoons that everybody says they're favorite cartoons, but I'm older than everybody, so they came out when I was a kid. Like the your Flintstones were the first. No, like yeah, Transformers and yeah. and Thundercats came out when I was six and seven oh, and eight years yeah. old. So it was like, you know, first mind, one OG. I, I think I have a, I think I have a, like a certificate in my room that that says I'm allowed to. I had a line of sword <laughs> that I used to play in my backyard with, and I'm, I'm like thankful like where I live, like I didn't have like my neighbor was my grandfather, and then there was a factory on the other side, so. <laughs> no one heard you yell, yell ho. Take that shrubbery. <laughs> and then they wound up breaking at some point. I'm like, oh, that's me. Thundercats do worse But yeah, it'd be funny in the backyard just like now seeing some kids standing there screaming, oh! <laughs> <laughs> they do now. They're, just, they're like, just looking for a hoe because they want a piece. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different world out there. It's a different world. So there's so much with that. It's, a, it's so funny to think back on what we grew up with as cartoons versus what's there now. Are there still cartoons? Yeah. Um, kids? I think the, the ones that are... <laughs> that stopped George and his No, I, I was trying to think. Uh, like, fairly godparents and, like, there's some early, like, afternoon Nickelodeon stuff. Like, is there Saturday morning cartoons still? Does that exist? Uh, I don't even... I, I think that's gone. Not in the way it was when we were kids. No. I mean, it used to, when we were kids, it was all, all the major networks that was Saturday morning. Yeah. There was something like you had to figure out from 8 o'clock to 10 what channel you had to be on. At 9 o'clock on Fox, you had to watch X-Men. If you remember, do you remember when Fox came out and everybody's like, this isn't going to work? Yeah. No. It's CBS, NBC, and ABC. Yeah. This Fox stuff is not remember, going to work. I remember being in second grade when The Simpsons started. And I remember that being like, they were ruining America. Yeah. Because he said... Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. Get a t-shirt on it in your school. Oh, you can't wear it in school. You gotta flip it inside out or put duct tape on it. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember the, all the other things. Remember the, the Big Johnson shirts? 
or uh, uh, Big Dog or Big Johnson. No, there was Big Johnson. It was like a Coed Naked, whatever. And like I remember that the Coed Naked lasted a little bit longer. The Big Johnson didn't last as as long. You had to put duct. I never got one of those. I remember like a bunch. And they always had like some kid. It was funny. You could see the kid walking the hall with a big thing of duct tape across the neck and on their chest. And like, oh, you're done. And it's so funny because like back then, like every I remember kids bringing like shotguns to show and tell and shit. I remember that. Like, that actually happened in my school. So they'd bring guns to show and tell. And it's Jesus. Like, oh, that's very interesting. And then, like, you couldn't wear that t-shirt nowadays, like, if you, like, walk by a school. But, yeah, there's kids. I remember kids coming in my school. You're on lists at that point, yeah. like. Yeah, like, I, well, they, my high school had, like, a, a, a rifle team where you shotguns. That was part of the... <laughs> yeah. North Pocono, baby. That's where the Undertaker went to school. <laughs> For good reason, if they're doing shotgun. I, I definitely. I mean, I don't remember. Honestly, thinking back, like I don't that stuff. I don't even remember. I, it, it was just. It was so different. Even thinking back to like gym back then, the stuff that you would do, and like the physical contact you would have, and then just like it's just so different now. I feel like everyone is supposed to wear like a helmet, and everyone's protected. And this is my this is my litmus test for for how shit has changed. I remember. I can't punch a kid in the face anymore. I remember when I took my SATs. I took them once, and I got eleven seventy. And I think now I have like a fourteen thirty. Oh. Because yeah, every year they that. change rules. They're going back. They are going back to the original. They they did make that. But um, when I took it, there was no calculators, no, no nothing. So it's like every year I gain like a hundred points on my like SAT. But I was like, I'm not doing nothing. I'm getting smarter, <laughs> baby. <laughs> they're they're going back to because now I think it's out of. 21 or 2400, I think. Yeah. I think it's it's 800 divided 3 by 3. But they're going back to the 16. Yeah. Because they added writing. But they're, I think they're finding it's too subjective. Because, like, you have to have someone sit down and read that. You can't feed it into a Scantron and then yeah. pop it out and you're done. They, I think Welcome they, to the World 9000 Scantron. Yeah. <laughs> Just have them post like whatever on Facebook, and then how many likes determines how many points they get. It's like we're that lazy; we could do that at this point. It's so then the nineteen-year-old girl who's been left out seventeen times by boobies and gets a six, twenty-six hundred and Well, I'm not. am opposed to. I, I don't. I'm not opposed to how they vote, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, after after Total Recall, it really changed my view on everything. I still remember the first time seeing that movie. I feel I like I, being told, like, I was in, I was probably like twelve. I think when that came on tape, something like that. I remember I was like at, at that age where it was like I was just understanding, like, oh, that's what's going on. Like, I had no clue. And I remember someone telling me there's a chick with three tits in it. And for some reason, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you see it, it's like, oh, that's not awesome at all. It's kind of oh, cool. There's an extra one. I mean, <laughs> like, what am I going to do with that? Whatever. I can work with it. I was like, I don't even know what to do with one. What am I going to do with it? Like, being drunk, just aiming for the middle one? What am I going to do with What's going on here? <laughs> oh, Arnold. Back with I wish I had three arms. <laughs> Haven't seen it yet. No. I, I, haven't, I haven't 
watched I watched the preferred nerd and tapped out. Salvation, I uh, I fell asleep too because me and my friends thought it'd be great. Oh yeah, let's go to the bar before we go and. One drink led to seven, and my friend takes us there, and I slept the whole thing. You know, we need an Alamo draft house or something. We really do. Yeah, I'm not getting shot, so I'm not going to Hazleton. And two, it's Hazelton. The last time I remember hearing anything about it was they were showing the finale of Lost. Uh, okay. And that was what? That was nine years Back in the day. So I went, to, I went to Alamo Draft House once. Out, I don't know if I was in, I think I was in Austin. I think it was, I went to the Austin one. Cause I saw, oh, this is going to kill me now. The one with Natalie Portman with Guy Fox. V for Vendetta. See, the only thing kind of like that I went to. Yeah, seriously, you you might you might need a podcast on your own to like find yourself. <laughs> but uh, I was at I was at a uh, I saw Twenty Two Jump Street last year with some friends down in Charlotte, and you actually ordered from your seat. It was seats by uh, two by two seating, and. Yeah, it was it was an Alamo. It was it was one of its own brand chains, but like you could buy beer, you could order margaritas, you could order whatever from your seat and someone will run it by like in like a dark suit and everything. It was pretty interesting. That's what it was like out there. It was it was cool. You could just kinda of sit down and they had the menu thing and you just order everything there and they bring it out to you. And that was what was the best thing about it. It was like you're not intruding on anybody, you're able to kinda of take care of business quietly. Yeah. And it's just like that that's I just think that's so much more, because it's like, especially with the way movies have gone now, you would think they'd try to find other ways to get people in there. Because it's really hurting. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that would be definitely a way to get a lot more, because it's like, that's, I don't like going, because it's just, uh, one, I'm at that mid-age where I'm like, alright, I'm not old enough to be the old guy that goes to the matinee show, but I'm not the young guy, because I get annoyed by the teenagers that are hanging out in the movie theater. So I'm kind of in that middle ground. So it's like, if you give me a theater where there's alcohol and there's not going to be teenagers, I'm fucking there. That is called my living room. Yeah, it's like that's. <laughs> well, no, see, two things. One, uh, I can't say I. 
I'll be, these are the last three movies I've been to in my, at the movie theater. I went to see, uh, what is that, um, The World's End? Is that oh, like yeah. last, last, last year? That was two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, before that, it was um, Indian Jones, the Christmas Skull. I am so sorry. At midnight showing, because I'm that big of a... I am really sorry at that point. And then before that was The Matrix 2. So those are the last three movies I've seen in the theater, because I cannot stand people. So two things will happen. Either one, if someone's talking to me, usually, you know, some young person is talking about, like, Oh, Johnny didn't call me, and then I'll just go in there. I'll start talking. I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, I can't. St- I'll spend another five months in jail for punching somebody in a movie theater. But um, I went and actually went out of my way and built a fucking movie theater in my living room. Not a movie theater, but I built like a screen. I got a projector and did the whole nine. So that way, I just go home and sit in my convention yeah. hall in my little. No, I get. It. I'm, I'm the yeah. I'm the guy that gets pissed off when I'm like here if I'm watching the movie. I've done it before. I've like turned around and I'd be able to kids. I I remember turning around the one time thinking it was a kid and I just said, Can you shut the fuck up? And it was this guy who was probably almost my father's age. And the the look on his face of just like uh, uh. Well, <laughs> did he shut up? Oh yeah, he did. Good. But it was just like I was expecting this some stupid kid and I was I think I kinda had that face too, because I'm like, What? <laughs> like why are you being a dick? Because I, I think I said shut up once before and didn't. He, like, he did the old like yell it into the air kind of thing, yeah. thinking, okay, I'll give yeah. him that that warning yeah. before I actually. That was like shot across the bow. Yeah. And then it was full on. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I just, I can't stand it. Most of the movies I've gone to, it's like, that's what gets me aggravated. Like, I don't even want to say the last movie I went to because Sarah drug me to it. And it, it 50 Shades? That's not as bad as Fifty Shades, though, so... I don't know. Who was in Eat, Pray, Love? Julia Roberts. Oh, you actually remembered? That was the movie. Was I, I didn't know what the hell that was until... It, it, it honestly, I, I, I understood... All right, I watched it. I understood why women flocked to that. Uh, when I left the theater, my reaction was, what a spoiled bitch. <laughs> the whole movie, like, and you, honestly, it's it's hard not to. Like, it, the whole thing is, she was this reporter, uh, writer for, I don't know, for I think New York Times, or some some publication in New York, or whatever. She had a bunch of money, had all this stuff. <coughs> and that's dying. That's dying. <laughs> we have a paper down. <laughs> um, she had all this money and all this stuff. She had a boyfriend who didn't know what was going on, what he wanted to do with his life, and then she decided, fuck it, I'm going to travel around the world and find myself. Who the fuck relates to that? Like, nobody. Selfish people. Yeah. Like, that's what <laughs> it, it, it came, and I was like, that, and I think that it was an uphill battle for her, because I think that a lot of people, when that movie came out, that was the reaction they had, because when they saw it acted out, it, it, they didn't relate to it anymore. Yeah. Because when they read the book, they understood that, you know, I want to find myself, and they put themselves in her shoes. And but then when you're watching, and especially they have Julia Roberts, who so many people regard as one of the most beautiful women. So it's like, yeah. all right. Oh, I have resentment already. Yeah. <laughs> now you're, like, totally alienating everyone. Yeah. So it just kind of, I think, blew back, and, and I don't remember what her name was. Because it was supposedly based on a true story. Like, this is what she went and did. And I was like, all right, that's cool, but. 
I didn't get it at all, and I, I just kind of left, and I was like, all right, and I, I think if she might have said Alan Carr, she was like, yeah, I don't, because <laughs> I, I just, that was, I, I think that was the last time I was in the theater, I don't even remember, because I just, I don't, most of the time, like, I'll watch stuff here, <clears throat> if something's coming out, like, anything new I want to see, because half the time, most of the new stuff I want to see doesn't get a wide release. It's, 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 it's the, well, not just that, it's just the way the world, the, the technology changes, things change, so you want to kind of, you want to kind of still attach to, like, the way shit was, because you have these memories of the way shit was, yeah. so you want to go there and have those experiences you had as a child, but it, across the board, whether it be, music is never going to fucking change, because yeah. you feel actual, like, energy going on, and that, actually, that's not true, it, it's in anything, but like, uh, for example, like I'm, I don't, you guys aren't into it too much, but I, li- I love fucking sporting events. I won't go to sporting events anymore. Like I won't do it because the, the product is much better on the television. It's more accessible. You see what's going on. It takes too long to get in and out and do a bunch of things. And it's kind of like when you talk about George going to get beer. It's like really do, like can I sit home and have just a good experience at home and the same with somebody I care about and not have to deal with the frustrations yeah. as opposed to spending things. five times more driving to yeah. the place, going, doing all these things and spending. You know, you go home, you watch an hour and a half movie at home. That's an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, and then you're tired. You're, you're tired. You're in bed. Yeah, and, and then you can pick it up whenever you want to pick you're, it back you know up. The, uh, Mike, was the Mike Tyson fight when the, the brawl broke out? Don't remember that one. fights that there was a, a punch after the bell and then the, the sides cleared then there was a whole rumble in the the complex it was i remember watching it on hbo mm, like the whole thing. Been, like, tyson punched or bit holy no, it wasn't it wasn't no. the pipe it wasn't that it was there was like a, a punch after the the bell and i, I really can't remember the, the fighters this was in the 90s and i mean literally the, like everybody was in the ring yeah and i remember one of the announcers saying um i understand what's going on but I have a child that's out there right now in the audience, and I need to take care of them. And like, <laughs> yeah, and like, and, and left, and yeah. just like live yeah. left. And it was just like, holy shit! Like this, is, I, I don't, I, I think it was a Tyson fight, but I, I don't. My memory's so fucked up with that stuff. Cause yeah, like I, I, that's how I always like with sports stuff. I paid attention. I've always kind of been the one that paid attention enough to carry on a conversation, but I never was the one that studied facts and figures. Yeah. The, the stats of everything and stuff. Like that. I, it's just like that was never how my brain worked. Like I, I enjoyed watching stuff. Like now, I'll put stuff on once in a while. Like I'll watch a soccer match. Like I love watching rugby. That's the only thing. I, when it's on, I will sit and watch a rugby game. But most stuff I can't get into. Like even like MMA stuff. Like I watch it for a little bit and then it's like, eh, all right. I don't know if it's ADD. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> I just like I, I can't keep my attention on it. Stick to the Rousey fights. Then they're less than a minute. <laughs> I waited up Saturday night. Me and my friend, uh, we had a couple beers, obviously. Uh, it started at 10 o'clock, and we were streaming it. And at 125 was the fight that we were waiting for. All the other fights prior to were awesome. They all went for round for round. And the one guy, uh, he's actually from Penn State. Uh, he took a beating, but he ended up winning. That was pretty fucking awesome. But... The fight we were waiting for started at one twenty-five in the morning, Sunday morning. Ended before one twenty-six Sunday morning. It was a 34-second fight. Ronda Rousey just beat the shit out of her. It was uh, Betch Correa. She got her nice enough to knock her out. You know what I'm saying? You said that she beat the shit out of her. Beating the shit out of somebody is like... 
three rounds of pummeling. Like, she just hit her with a good shot, which is commendable. It's a good shot, yeah. I'm a guy who could give two poops about MMA. Well, you you oh. gave enough to chime in, so. But it's droll and just... Oh, droll. It's like, it's like watching, I don't know. Arsenal play? No, it's exciting. Man. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just Boston. No, it's, it, it's one of those things where, just for me, MMA is just like, I get it. I understand the skill involved. It's just, to me, it's just, it's, it's, it just doesn't do it for me. Boxing. It's all about boxing, man. I, I think MMA, when it first started, was awesome. Yeah. Because it was, it, like, there was like, you literally would have like people from two different backgrounds going at each other just to see what would happen. Now it's kind of become formulaic in the way boxing did to a lot of people. And it just kind of like, all right, and it's just a thing now. It's not what it was. And I think and that's their own fault because they started bringing in some people as, like, you know, hype people, like um, Kimbo Slice, like bringing him in. Oh, God. And, 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 and it backfired horribly in them. I mean, like they brought him in all this hype around it. His first match was almost a freaking shamrock. Then Shamrock gets injured and he goes out and fights a nobody and the guy knocks him out. The guy just, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like it's that it's that uber quick, super fast, digestible American product of like, okay, yeah, we're it's, gonna, it's, it's three rounds. It's three rounds. It's gonna be done. Let's do it real quick. Here it is. It's yeah. kind of like the same thing as like basketball and NFL to a greater extent. Even though I'm a big NFL fan, is is that it, there's never a break. And when there are breaks, there's structured breaks for corporate whatever the fuck you want to call it and then it's just like it's very systematic in its delivery that's why like baseball's dying because it's not like that it's very slow it's very methodical and in the same thing with soccer soccer's kind of taking off you've heard that for a billion years but at the same time there's there's really no breaks in it it's mm-hmm. it's 45 minutes and 45 minutes so there's no advertising break so that's why it's really haven't taken off so it's like it's like mma is like literally it is the drive through menu of mcdonald's you know what i mean yeah. Whereas boxing is more like a movie where it's like, okay, you still like it, you enjoy it, but you have to put a little bit of time into it and not just have this, you know, fucking instant gratification, instant whatever. But it's know? not American if it's not instant. No. That's pretty much the way things have gone. Pretty it? much, yeah. Unless it's your job and you procrastinate, then that's a whole other thing, and that's American laziness, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people, so I'm it's just all coming up America tonight. Yeah. So, Fuck you, uh, America. Well, <laughs> I'm just gonna end right there, but again, <laughs> wow, it's again there. George Zerbless. I <laughs> my address again. <laughs> I have n- I have no acclamation to imposter George Zerbless. His real name is Thaz Whalen. Yeah, buddy. No, Love you, Thaz. That sucks. We're going to close this one. This is one of our longer ones, too, but not with no rich. More curses. There's <laughs> just probably a lot more curses this week. I think uh, Rich got a program in his head to cut back for some reason with us. I don't know why. Well, two-hour podcasts don't do all that well. Yeah. but Well, I mean, c- cussing-wise, he kind of oh, cuts yeah. back. Oh, really? Yeah, which is it's funny. Cause it's like, yeah, like, like Matt and I do in a radio <laughs> show, we, we have to kind of have that in the back of our head. Like, yeah. Oh, God, I can't curse. <laughs> Which I'm always terrified when I'm like running out of stuff to say. Like my my default is ah oh, fuck. You know, I, I, I have an easy switch for that. For some reason, it just never. I, I have too, but yeah. it's just, it, there's this part of me that's like you're gonna you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna fuck up, and then yeah. you know I fucked up, and then it's gonna be oh fuck, oh fuck. I said fuck, fuck, <laughs> and then it just becomes this Pandora's box of swearing live radio. 
right. That's a better way to end it. So Perfect. We're, we're going to end it. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, Rich will be here. We'll have more beer. Cheers. I guess we'll have more beer. <laughs>